Hello, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inside Out Effect podcast. Uh, I'm your host this week, uh, after John last week, his abysmal effort. Uh, and uh, funny enough, it's all about criticism and rejection. So, uh, thanks, how you doing thanks for criticizing me there. How thanks. are you doing with that criticism? Well, I, um, I feel criticized and rejected now. You feel for criticized that. and rejected. I'm never going to do the podcast ever again. <laughs> you just shot me down. I know, I had to. Uh, it, so, well, was, we're going to talk about that actually. And what, shooting me down? Yeah. <laughs> And how we're actually going to switch criticism off and what that actually means, okay. which is actually a continuation on the theme of our self-worth uh, themes, which we're actually doing. But before we discuss uh, in detail and explain... Uh, I feel what, really bad now. <laughs> before we explain in detail uh, what we discuss, uh, you know, how it is a problem, why it's a problem and how it affects us and also the solution to it. Uh, I'd like to introduce the absolutely, uh, and it's an absolute privilege of mine tonight, to introduce the incredible uh, Charlie Bucket, the uh, Grandpa Joe, the Oompa Loompa, even, the Oompa Loompa, uh, the uh, Willy Wonka of uh, mental, physical and emotional health. Uh, that's right. I've got my good friend and partner in crime, the amazing Jonathan Shaw. Good evening, John. How are you, my friend? <laughs> evening, Steve. How are you good, been? You. I think been... that's your best intro. Have you got anything to say for yourself this week? You think it's the best intro? I think that's the best intro. The, the, Willy, the Charlie Bucket and the Grandpa Joe, okay. that's perfect. That's... Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm not are you saying how I look. That's how I look, or that's just it's just the Willy Wonka. Just the Willy Wonka. <laughs> You're, yeah. Okay. Oh, thank God I don't look like an umpalumpa. Go on, you talk to these then, and uh, while we're doing that, I'm going to get started. Evening, folks. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, uh, as Steve said tonight, we're going to talk about criticism and rejection, and that's a big thing in the world today. Uh, we're going to look at how it gets created and what you should be doing to resolve it, and also. Um, the, what we've been taught is completely incorrect about criticism and rejection. Um, uh, it re also reminds me of a Red Dwarf episode for any dwarfers out there who love Red Dwarf. They actually did a whole episode about uh, a place where criticism was banned and uh, and it, it made illegal and it made the whole place completely unlivable because you couldn't criticise or judge anything. Uh, you only had to be nice all the time and that doesn't really work in plain society. But the problem is that we take criticism and rejection the wrong way usually because of our beliefs about it and because we make criticism rejection about us we never actually learn from it and improve and move forward in life so that's the biggest problem with criticism and rejections it's not they shouldn't actually be there uh, it's that we make it too personal rather than learning from it and moving forowards so we're going to cover that tonight as well yes yeah, so i didn't hear a bloody word you said there because no, I was you having, weren't listening to I was me again technical issues i mean you're I supposed to be my partner in crime you don't pay any attention to me sorry Pardon? <laughs> thank you, pardon. Okay, so anyway, so thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm glad you, uh, so what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Yeah, uh, you, uh, don't tell me, you've been busy, super been busy, busy, really busy. Super busy. Super busy. Ooh, good game, good yeah. game. Uh, I've had an interesting week. I've had a little bit of time off to to recharge my batteries because yeah. I'm a bit run down, because yeah. um, I have been super busy. You have been super busy, yeah. <laughs> You're always super busy. I am always super busy. Um, and uh, what else happened? I had a, a really interesting story from a client, um, which a client... Uh, told me something which I didn't even know was possible. She actually broke my belief of what's possible, um, which I'm going to tell you about as well because I thought it was fascinating. I'm really proud of her for doing what she did. And it just gives hope to people who want to learn DTO themselves or, you know, don't don't come to us, that you can actually do this yourself. You don't need a therapist technically. You can actually learn DTOs yourself and, and you can actually do it yourself and it works really well. Um, uh, so that's happened. Um, and... Uh, you had a had a, a quite fairly little bit relaxing week, Reed. Really, I had a little break for a few days, which was nice, and just chilled out and just watched some sitcoms and 
Just a little break. Nice. And... Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you've had a nice week, mate, because um, I've been really busy, actually. Yeah, you've been super busy as well. I've been super busy. You've been super busy. It's the busiest week I've had for since uh, since 1938. Since I've been really, I have been really busy. Wow. Um, yeah, I have. I've uh, Obviously, I've now finished the subconscious mind tapes. The subconscious mind tapes. <laughs> yeah, so now that's all been done, and I've sent that out to a few people, okay. and it's working a treat for me. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I've uh, tweaked it quite a lot, and now I've got the meditation really nice and all the, the, uh, the, the questions that are going in. Because the last one, when we spoke about it, we were talking about the affirmations. Mm. This time I've done questions, so... As I'm falling asleep, it's asking the question. As you're falling asleep. As I'm falling asleep. It's, uh, yeah, so it's, it's asking sitting with you as well. And so, what's, what's... <laughs> well, I don't want to tell you about what my bedtime antics are. I was going to say, uh, what you get out of the bedroom and your puppets is your business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, personally, I'm a danger mouse type oh, yeah. person, Penfold. They come to bed with me. Yeah. Right? So, um, uh, yeah, so I've done that and I've got that all mastered now. And so, like I said last week, you know, when we're falling asleep, there's this magic period where we can uh, program stuff into our brain. And by doing questions as you're falling asleep, you're asking specific questions and your brain then starts going off, your subconscious brain goes off and finds the answers. And then the next day when you wake up, you start taking action, doing things about doing stuff. I've got to say, Tuesday and Wednesday, I've probably done more in those two days after doing that than I've probably done for the last three months. It was just ridiculous the amount of, and I was doing it naturally without even, I wasn't having to write a list and think, well, I need to consciously do this and this to this today. I was just doing it just naturally, which is really great. So, um, so this re I think it's been a great success and I've had a really I, good, lots of feedback from the people that are. I have to say, I'm really looking forward to listening to it. Uh, cause, cause in his <laughs> infinite wisdom, he said to me, I've done a new one. I'm going to send it to you, John. And yeah, he actually sent me the written version of it. Yeah, I sent the word of, document. Uh, he sent me the word <laughs> the document new, of the, what he, the, the questions he'd written down and didn't send me the audio. So I did try putting the word document on at night to yeah. listen to it, but it didn't work quite as well because um, I had to have my eyes open to read it. It oh, wasn't right. quite as good. Yeah, uh, so, so I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Thanks, no, mate. Thanks for that. Tonight, yeah, right. Brilliant, I brilliant. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've, so, actually, I've actually had some really good – I've had some really great results with uh, detail this week. Um, yeah. I'm actually working with a lady that with, uh, who's uh, come to me with uh, – she's been diagnosed with cancer, mm. which is uh, obviously a massive shock for her. So I've been, I've been working with her um and you know i'm gonna go and switch off all of the, the shock of that and uh i've done yeah i've just been really busy, busy with lots of depression and anxiety i've had loads of really amazing stuff happen this week some really amazing results mm. um which uh which i which I, I just i couldn't believe would happen so quickly uh, and it's only happening now because of this new way that we're doing things and it's just it's mind-blowingly it's mind-blowing how quick when i'm now getting rid of stuff like big things big themes for people and it's um it's really it's really great and uh and i love what i do obviously and uh, but i've been really busy and next week i'm completely i'm completely maxed out i'm just really really busy and i'm doing the stuff on the website as well oh really really good so yeah that's been my week really um so uh so yeah good. excellent so should we move on well, I want to tell a story. I want to tell a couple of stories because a couple of things really happened to me very good this week. Um, so one thing that happened is a client actually um, said to me that uh, I've been working with this client for a couple of months now. And the original thing we worked on was her relationships. And uh, she was seeing a guy at the time. And as we worked through her blocks about relationships, they kind of separated and, and yeah. moved away from each other. And uh, she was okay with it. She was totally fine with it. She knew it was her blocks and she knew she was clearing stuff and that was fine. And, uh, and then so we did a, a couple, uh, another four-week session with her on happiness and being alone. And we cleared all that out. And towards the end of those four weeks, she ended up meeting up with this guy again. Yeah. And she told me something really fascinating. Now, I didn't know this was possible. So she actually has, has done something which I didn't think was actually possible. So basically what happened was she met up with this guy and she got re-triggered with the guy. The guy was honest with her about something and it triggered her. 
And she, in that moment, she actually said to him, wait there, I'll be back in a minute. And she went off to the bathroom, did DTO for 10 minutes, came back and was absolutely fine. They had a conversation and are now getting back together oh, again. Well, a wicked story. Now, that is amazing because I've always believed that in the moment, it's very hard to do DTO. You have yeah. to kind of wait till wait. the next morning yeah, I find or a day, yeah. at least a day later. Yeah. it's very, But she did it right in the moment. Now, this person is very easy to work with. And she doesn't have loads and loads of responses. But I was so impressed that she actually, I mean, she's been learning DTO as I've been working with her. And she just did it in the moment. And the guy was absolutely gobsmacked because he said, usually that would have created an argument. She'd have got upset. He'd have got upset and had to push them apart. Yeah. But she just literally stopped him. God knows what he must have thought. She stopped him and said, wait there a minute. I'll be back in a minute. And left him for like 10 minutes and then came back and was absolutely fine. And realised it was just a trigger. And once she switched it off, and she's using the new technique that we're using, the fight and flight bit. Yeah. She's using that new piece. And it literally went and, you know, they were absolutely fine and it resolved the conflict. Yeah. So that to me was was quite um, amazing because I didn't realise that was totally possible. Um, so that was brilliant. And I had a bit of a realisation myself this week as well with something I've been working on. Don't, don't, don't um, let me go there. <laughs> no, don't, no, no, no. Um, and it was quite a fascinating re uh, um, realisation because I was working on something that happened to me uh, a few years back now. And I got rid of a lot of it, but there was still something hanging around about it. There's two sort of instances at the same time. And it does kind of go back to rejection. Uh, yeah. I felt rejected. Um, but what came out of it was a, a deep shame that it left me with. And I've been trying to clear that response. I've been trying to clear the, the shame and the, the hurt and the upset uh, from the criticism and the rejection from these two different women. And it wasn't shifting. Only two. Only two, yeah, only two. Um, <laughs> in, in this particular I get more criticism and rejection from you. Seriously. Um, so 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 I was I was like, why is it not clearing? I was it went up for three days, it wasn't going. And what I realized was is it wasn't what they said or how I or my feelings about it. It was my feelings about my feelings about it yeah it was how i felt about those feelings so the shame and the uh, judging the hurt, your own feelings I, what i was running away from i didn't like them i was yeah. like i didn't want to feel that way so i was actually in the fight and flight state about those feelings in the first place yeah and when i started switching that off then the problem started resolving really quickly so it was a really um interesting uh, learning for me to to sometimes it's not actually what the person's done or how you felt it's the way you feel about how you felt yeah. that's the problem um that makes and, sense and that to me was like whoa wake up moment as soon as i started switching that off um it reduced like 50 percent almost instantaneously whereas before it was completely stuck so um so that was a really interesting revelation and really opened my eyes and, and helped me clear something so i was quite fascinated by that yeah no that's good we're learning all the time i mean i'm learning all the time when i work with clients um go into different responses what they mean etc and it sort of helps me to work on my stuff as well and as well so um so yeah so there you go um so anything else any more interesting amazing information talking about jumpers yeah i've gone well, blue. About jumpers i've gone blue tonight you've gone blue different color as promised and uh, you're actually you're, wearing you're, a shirt you're a democrat now oh, are you what's going i didn't realize i think it's republican yeah, yeah. What? No, um, uh, that's the American politics jokes of people in, in if they get follow American politics, which you yeah. probably don't, so don't worry about it. Yeah, and um, you're wearing a shirt, which I'm actually I'm wearing a shirt. Well, you keep moaning me every week. Oh, you, you, before we come on, you're like, didn't you didn't dress up for the occasion? You're yeah, wearing a shirt just because I like being relaxed and chilled. Yeah, I, but I thought for you, I'd wear a shirt. Thanks, right, mate. I dress up for I the feel, occasion. I feel, um, I feel privileged. I'd wear my tablecloth. 
Yeah. Um, so, so you can lay dinner on me later. <laughs> that, that sounds wrong. Yeah, that sounds wrong. Let's not, not, not go there. Let's not, not go there. We're no, good no. mates, but not, not that close. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, so we are at the moment. I'll just yeah. move over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so we've uh, we've uh, in the past few weeks, few podcasts that we've done, uh, we have done an on this day. And on this day, yes. And on this day. And quite a few things happen apparently on this day. Well, to this week, this time, ladies and gentlemen, I've got quite a repertoire of uh, on this day uh, events that happen. So, um, should we go there? Go on then. Should we introduce it? Yeah, go for da, it. Da, 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 da. Now, this week, this so, week, he's not told me what they are first. So, I oh, don't I know. Yes. So, my reaction to them is going to be real in the moment yes which so, doesn't happen often yeah, so, so stick with it okay so uh so here we go i'm gonna start in 1821 on this day february the 21st in 1821 the greek war of independence against the ottoman empire uh was uh, established the first bavarian prince uh prince otto was the and he was the first prince of greece prince otto prince otto prince yeah. otto so uh, the greek war of independence started 1821 on this day okay what was the what was the uh the name of the thing you said, Ottoman. What was it? The Ottoman Empire. What's the Ottoman Empire? Uh, that, what was big, that? that was the big Turkish Empire that was went right across Persia and all the rest of it. Oh. So yeah, the Persian Empire and the Ottoman Empire. And so yeah, and then when these empires crashed, the next one will come in. And, but that was the uh, Greek War of Independence. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. So uh, the next interesting fact is on 18, 1842, yeah, the first known sewing machine was patented in the United States in Greenville, Washington DC. Which is also known as the shoemaker switch, and it basically put clamps in and allowed people to uh, stitch leather together. So, oh, yeah. okay. 1842. That's funny. I was talking about so a proper old-fashioned sewing machine. It was my cleaner the other day. She was saying yeah. she was sewing something. I said, "Have you got one of the old-fashioned?" Because my mum used to have one of the big, yeah. heavy things that you put in the box, and it was on the stand. It was Massive. really, really heavy <laughs> things, like yeah, fucking heavy things. Yeah, and they were so huge to lift. So. I remember my mum every morning used to like turn around like that. Oh, I don't remember that one. Do when I used to fall over and do you know, cut, put holes in my jeans after having a pair of new trousers for the first day. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, which is well, when you think about it, pasting a piece of leather in two clamps and sewing it together. Yeah. Not really a sewing machine, is it? I mean, no, you could question not. everybody and say that was it a sewing machine? But you know what the inks are like. They like Probably to, not. They like they, to, they to expand on everything, make drama out of everything. It's do the they? sewing machine of the future. They like to be dramatic, do they? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because British people are never dramatic ever. <laughs> no, and not we so. We just like fixing drama. drama. Yeah, Okay, so in 1848, uh, Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels published their first communist manifesto. Okay. And guess where they did that? Uh, pass. L- uh, London. London, did they really? Yeah, yeah, so your first <laughs> communist manifesto was London, and we've been living in it ever since. Now you Disguised as democracy. So you wouldn't think that, would you? Yeah. You thought it'd be one of the European countries. So it you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it'd thought, be the UK. Yeah, it was the UK. Come up, yeah. Uh, that does explain... Communist philosopher. Okay, that does explain a lot of what we learned about recently about the Bank of England and yeah, the royal family. Yeah, the royal family. Explains a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, 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 and the Khazarian... And everything that Prince Charles trying to talk about now and Carl Schwab all, all talked about. The great, the great reset. You will own nothing you and be happy. happy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, we, we don't believe that. No. Well, in that case, why do you want to own everything? Yeah. If, you, if that's true, what's yeah. going on? I posted a great video of JP Sears who's done that. I don't know if you saw it in the week. Uh, he's a really funny guy. And uh, he did this, uh, the great reset, and you'll be happy. I missed that one. Oh, it's really oh, funny. I have to show me that one. Yeah, now you got to watch that one. Go and watch it. JP Sears, it's a great reset. I did post it on my timeline. You can go and watch that. So, yeah, so no, I just find it fascinating that, uh, the first communist manifesto was actually in london 
Yeah, you'd have thought that had been, I say, in a in a European country, yeah. which, which was suppressed and yeah. you know you're more poorer than we are and all that thing. But that's so, yeah, the art of uh, communism is uh, having democracy, which is where you own both sides. So it doesn't matter. That's matter. exactly that's right. That's why I've never voted ever yeah. uh, because they just. Do, neither they side does anything. anything. They yeah. don't do anything. And then they use the media to push out their nonsense. Oh, I know. Which is what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Anyway, so in 1858, in, uh, the first electric burger alarm was uh, installed by Edwin T. Holmes, and that was in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, and although he had the patent for it, in actual fact, the piece of machinery that was used to make it was actually invented by a Unitarian pastor called Augustus Russell Pope. So he patented it, and it weren't even his. Okay. Brilliant. That's and he was a pastor yeah. called Pope, which is also a bit suspect. So. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he nicked it from someone else. He nicked it from he, someone brilliant. else. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so, well. um, yeah, so there you go. So, first burger electric burger alarm in 1858. Okay. In 1861, the steeple of Chichester Cathedral collapsed, which was uh, the great Sussex landmark for 700 years, and it just collapsed. Just fell down. It just fell down. It just fell down. Yeah. Just like it just that. Collapsed. It just came in on itself. Very much like the Twin Towers in Very, New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that was <laughs> Twin Towers did. of 1861. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that happened in 1861. Okay. Uh, a couple of World War One uh, uh, pieces of information. Uh, the first battle, the Battle of Verun, which was the German, um, you know, advancement, mm. uh, that led to an estimated one million casualties. Wow. And uh, it was the longest battle and lasted for nine months. Wow. So, you know, you imagine that's, that million. That's, that's dreadful. It's it is dreadful, dreadful. yeah. It is oh. dreadful. Uh, but, yeah, that happened in 1916, the 21st of February 1916. And in 1970, a year later to this day, uh, there was a troop ship called the SS Mondi, and that was sunk off of the coast of the Isle of Wight uh, with 646 people. Jesus. Uh, went down with that. So, yeah. It's getting a bit morbid now. It's, it's, getting, getting, it's getting a little bit depressing. I've got we, want to, we want to lift it up Do you want me to lift it up a little bit? This give, one's... Us, give us something positive fun. Give yeah. us something, something, okay, something interesting. Something that the Reader's Digest will tell us. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is for you, actually. Is this for me? This is a bit of you. Is it for me? Yeah, you, like, you like a bit of skating, don't you? Go I did like a bit of skating. Go You've on, done a bit of skating, and you do like it. In my career. In my life. In my career. In my life. I've done quite a bit of ice skating in my life. Yes. So, Robin Cousins, this day, won the singles gold medal in... Lake Placid. Oh, fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Robin Cousins, brilliant skater. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, you won the gold medal. You won the gold medal. <laughs> he yeah, yeah, yeah. a shit skater and yeah. not win the gold medal, would no. he? Well, he could be. He yeah. could be a shit skater because everybody else could have been shit behind him. I mean, that's, that's not really how that works. Yeah, yeah I'm just a bit average. It, it does depend on how good your competitors are as it to how well you much you win. That's right. Um, but no, Robin Very Cousins and Torlanding, great uh, Olympian yeah. athletes. Yeah. But he won the gold medal on this day in Lake Placid in 1980. And here's a fascinating fact. Yeah. Which I found quite amusing, uh, and I'd love to have seen it. Yeah. So there's a bloke called Don David. And Don he, David? Don David. Don, seriously? On this day, in 1983, he run one miles backwards in six <laughs> miles and seven seconds. <laughs> That's the best one so far. I know. I leave, leave the best to last. He ran a mile backwards. Yeah, in six minutes and seven seconds. And the point of that was? To run a mile backwards right. in six minutes and seven oh, seconds, I would yeah. imagine. So uh, I thought that was a fascinating fact. So okay, I just chuck that one in yeah, to, yeah, 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 uh, to entertain our viewers. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. So yeah. there you go. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week with, or the week after, with more interesting facts on this day. And that's me signing off. I'm Steve, your host for the night. Uh, no, so uh, yeah, there you go. It sound like we're ending the podcast I on know, that. It's a bit good, premature. It would be a good place to end it. Would it? it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm off to the I'm off to the chippy, so I'm running backwards in Four minutes and eight seconds. I thought we were getting Chinese after. We are chips. Chinese. But, uh, okay, so yeah, that's um, that's it. And uh, some interesting. Thank you, Steve. That was very enlightening, as right. ever. Good. Your Cheers. knowledge, your wisdom. 
is is overwhelming. Um, he is the brains of the outfit. I just look good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, exactly. um, you don't even look good, mate. No, I don't look good. So no, no, that's no. a lie. No, we'd, yeah, have to do an, we'd have to do a podcast on lying. Uh, yeah, in all okay. authenticity. Okay, well, yeah. I'll try it. I'll give that a go. Um, I'm not very good at that. Yeah, so some interesting stuff in the news. Yeah, there, is there? Yes, yeah. there's been there's been quite a lot happening in the news actually. Yeah. Lots happening. Yeah. Apparently they're now paying people four thousand five hundred pounds to get COVID. They're paying them to get they're COVID. To get it now. Yeah. Wow, that's a twist. I thought they're trying to prevent COVID. Yeah, What's going on? People for it. They're now 4, paying them to get pounds. it. Whereas before they were actually trying to yeah. stop it. Yeah. Doesn't that go against the whole theory of? Yeah. Well, it, depend, the COVID. it depends if you believe in the news. Obviously, that's in that's news, yeah, 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 if you do, true. you're obviously massively got. You have actually need to come and see us and have that switched off because you can't. Yeah. If you believe what you read in newspapers and news, there's a slight delusion going on. But yeah, apparently that's what they're pushing now. You get paid four thousand five hundred pounds to get COVID. Somewhere out there, someone's going, that's a bloody good idea. I'll do that, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I think they might be doing. I had the, the funniest thing happen to me about COVID in the week. and I, Come on, I, tell, I, us, I, tell I, us. I, I nearly wet myself. It was so funny. I went into uh, the post of Martins and the post office, and I had a letter that I wanted to post, but I was had no envelopes, no stamps. So I went straight to the back to the post office and said to the lady, can I have a stamp? She went, yeah. And have you got an envelope? She went, no, you've got to go up to the front. So I was like, okay, fair enough. Went up to the front, picked the envelopes up, Picked up a couple of Easter eggs. Yes, I did buy some Easter eggs. I love Easter eggs. Don't write in and say it's not Easter yet. I know that. Um, so I went up to the desk and I handed her the envelopes and the Easter eggs. And I said to her, can I borrow a pen to write on the envelope? And she went, no, I can't give you a pen. I was like, why? She said, well, could because of COVID. I was like, why? She said, well, it, you, you've touched it and then I could touch it so it could be on the pen. So in my head, I'm thinking, you've taken the envelopes from me. Yeah, you've taken the Easter eggs from me. You're now taking my money, but it's not on any of that. It's only on the pen. Yeah, it's like COVID's gone. Oh, I won't touch those things. I'll just go for the pen because that's the worst bit. Yeah. So I was like, so I had a conversation with her. Actually, she was really open and she actually just she was following a rule that was stupid. She hadn't really thought about the rule. She actually was completely open and said to me, "It's it's 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 she's she's woken up to it. And it, it all seems complete nonsense, and we should all go back to just living our lives and just get on with it because it all just seems ridiculous." So no actually, shit, she was very, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no <laughs> shit. So she's actually open, but she still wouldn't give me the pen. So I thought, right, okay, I'll take the stuff. I went down to the back to the post office, back to the original lady, and I said to her, "Look, I need to do, fill this out. Kind of site, can I can I write on the envelope? Can I borrow a pen?" She said the same thing. See, so she said, oh, I can't give you a pen, but she said, what? I'll tell, I'll do it for you. So she then took the envelopes from me and the letter that I'd been holding and the stamp, which I wish <laughs> I'd licked now, to be honest, and uh, in front of her. And and she did it for me after taking all those things, but she wouldn't give me the pen. Oh, no. And then at the end of it, I said, thank you very much. I was very grateful because I am dyslexic. So for me, writing dress is difficult. I said, thank you very much. What's your name? And she pulled her mask down and told me her name. <laughs> And I was oh, like, quality. you're not getting this at all, are you? I, I mean, they were both lovely ladies, and they, they clearly both thought it was stupid. But they weren't thinking about what they were doing. The reason I'm telling the story, they weren't thinking about what they were doing. They were just repeating these actions as if they made sense. Yeah. So from their perspective, the COVID could have been on anything. Yeah. Anything else. Well, it is, apparently. It is. Everywhere. It's on everything. But the pen is the one thing they didn't want me to have in case they got that. Yeah. And I'm like, you're having a laugh. Come on, seriously. Yeah, it's crazy. That, are, I left are, there in hysterics. People, going, people, in my opinion, I think people are shot to bits. <laughs> I was just shot to bits. What, you mean like they, Joe Biden? 
Yeah, 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 they, they, yeah um, because they've just sat in front of that TV so much and so long and listened to so much bullshit and listened to all their crap and all everything about it. And they're in, they've, they're, they've been so contradicted with everything. None of it makes any sense. And everybody's shot to bits. And now they believe it. They don't believe it. They're taking the mask on and putting the mask off. They've got to have two masks and no mask. Everyone's just lost it. Yeah, they're all listening to the nonsense. Yeah, it just and the thing me is, laugh. the good thing about it is, is we know about viruses, so we know we don't get. So I've been fine from day. Oh, I'm absolutely fine. It's actually entertaining. Well, in a way, it's sad, but it's entertaining listening and watching uh, people do it. I know you got to feel sorry for them, but you know they're choosing I, it. They're choosing. I, it. I, I partly feel sorry for them, but I, I I've got to the point where I just laugh yeah, every I single know. day when they come out with something new. Mental. Um, and that was something else that came out today. That uh, 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 an article came out from years back where Fauci, Dr. Fauci, the American expert in viruses, um, stated categorically that the Spanish flu, more people died in the Spanish flu from wearing the mask yeah. than actually from the Spanish yeah. flu. Yeah, and if you actually do and research, it's, that, it's also aspirin as well was a big, big, big kill. Was, yeah, was it? They just discovered it then, and they were just literally handing it out to everyone. Right. So it was the new drug at the time, and doctors were giving it. And yeah. a lot of people, as you know, if you have too much aspirin, heart attack can huh. go down. People right. were just dropping in the street of aspirin. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so two things there that were killing people, not the actual flu. And Fauci was, was writing saying that's what killed people. And now yeah. he's, now he's advocating that the masks are a good thing to yeah, do. Just... And even advocating two masks yeah, is the answer. So wait a minute, one mask, that's not good enough. But two masks, well, that's really going to cut it. You're yeah. really going to do that. Yeah, but I mean, then, but then you've got to understand. You've got to realise what's what, when you actually see all this. What's actually really going? What is going? Oh, I know. I, I can't know. wait till three, four masks come out. I got one over their ears. Yeah. They're, they're, what, we'll walk around like Princess Leia. Yeah, we have got uh, to have the plastic visor, visor as well. Like you've just done yeah. a bit of welding. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So the intro. I've got to say something funny as well. Yeah, so I, I was. Uh, I generally like not on Facebook these days because for whatever reason, and I'm not really reading too much stuff. Uh, but there was a, a friend of mine posted the. Uh, an article from the Daily Express where mm. there was the panorama uh, thing about, which I didn't watch. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, anyway, there was a big article that said panorama debunked uh, from the World Doctors Alliance, which actually who I do follow and I get a lot of information from and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm associated with in, in many ways with regards to their information. But anyway, so so this, so this there was a guy who posted it and there was a comment underneath by a bloke called Alan. Right. And Alan turned around and said, so there's all these doctors. We're talking about the leading doctors, virologists, immunologists from all over the world. The yeah. leading people, professors. In yeah. Israel. But there's Alan. There's Alan. Right? We've got Alan. Alan. Alan, the expert, right? yeah. turned around and said, unquote, I started reading. I saw this article, but it's not really a valid paper. Right. Not regardless of the paper. He said, and I saw uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman on it. And as soon as I saw his name, I couldn't take it seriously. He's an, he's a COVID denier and anti-vaxxer. And so I stopped reading the article from that point on. <laughs> Complete joke. Right. And I'm like, I read that and I thought, you're kidding me, mate. So you've got all these doctors, professionals from all over the world speaking out against it. 87,000 right? of them. Against it. Right. Yeah. But Alan knows best. From yeah. what he's read in the in the Sun and what he's seen Matt Twatcock talking about, and he now is more informed than these doctors. And basically, now all these doctors, conspiracy theorists, mate. Yeah, they're all conspiracy theorists. But so I'm just going to advise everybody: if you are watching, there's a bloke called Alan uh, who knows a lot more about it. And follow Alan. Follow Alan. Alan. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, I just found that quite amusing. Really. I love it when 87,000 doctors are conspiracy theorists. I mean, how what how ridiculous can you be? But we're talking professors. Um, of, yeah, but yeah, experts in the field. They've been experts for years. Yeah. Um, everyone used to listen to doctors, but yeah. now we all listen to Panorama. 
No, we, we don't even. And we listen to Matt Hancock. We listen to anybody that's on the screen. Yeah. Doesn't matter. A journalist. Yeah. A recent a journalist. Anybody that's on the screen or anything that anybody posts writes in a newspaper. Um, you don't know who they are. You've never met them. No. You don't even know if they're real or not. But you're going to trust them far more than somebody that you know. Yeah. That's the level of mentality that's, that's now in this country. If you know somebody who knows something. They're a conspiracy theory, but somebody you don't know who's reading something off the screen that's on a screen, you want to trust those people because, well, you formulated a really trusting relationship with these people. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, it's mental. I know. Anyway, so, uh, and obviously, uh, Prince Harry's been told to step down. Yes, um, I heard. I her, heard. Her, her, him and Meghan. Him and Meghan have been told to step aside from their duties. Yeah, because there's no more things. So, no. uh, apparently, uh, Harry's father was obviously involved and, uh, you know, not happy. Yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, so James isn't very happy right now. No, he's, <laughs> no, uh, he's, no. Uh, he's he's turning in his grave. For those who just got that, that's a very subtle one from Steve. See if you can work that one out. Yes. It actually took me a moment when he told me earlier on. Yeah. Um. Uh, so no, I've heard there's so much going on in the well, royal Prince, family, but Prince, nobody's actually hearing yeah, about well, it. Prince Philip's media. now in uh, hospital as well. Yeah. No, that they did all, come out. Dropping off flies, aren't they? Where's, they Andrew? Where's Andrew? Where's yeah, he gone? Exactly. Yeah. Where's Andrew? He's on that Where's... island, is he? Having yeah. A holiday somewhere. Somewhere. He's... He's probably off Lepstein somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, who apparently is still alive. Um, apparently so. Uh, so but we don't know. Actually dead. We, we don't, don't know, know anything it's just anymore. what we've heard. Anyway, so um, so uh, shall we get on with the uh, topic of the podcast? Because we have been rather entertaining. Have we? Have we? So. You speak for yourself. I do. Uh, all I, the time. All the time well, I don't for speak for you no? ever. No, that's good. That's good. So, so um, I don't want to hand up the Mackerman. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to. Thank you, Matt, mate. So shall we talk about this week's topic of of criticism and rejection? Yes. Go for it. So oh, no, I'm doing um, it. Well, you you're do. doing it. I'm doing it. Well, you, you do it. I'll do it. I've done all the talking so far. Okay. So criticism and rejection. So um, I, which I, is a self worth issue. It is, and it is on the theme of it is self worth. Yeah, it is self worth. It's all self worth. But it's actually very common these days. Um, criticism. We get criticised and rejected everywhere. Um, everyone does it. Um, and you talk about the media. The media are always criticising, rejecting people. Yeah. Um, uh, but just within our own lives, we get criticised and rejected by our parents. We get criticised and rejected by our partners. We get criticised and rejected at work. You know, yeah, get, don't we, I? exactly. <laughs> Everywhere we go, there's criticism and rejection. But the main problem with it is, is that when it happens, we just blame the other person. We put it on the other person. Go, oh my god, they said this most horrible thing to me. I can't believe they said it. But the missing part of it is, you're not looking at your response to it. You're not looking at why you're reacting to it. Because it's regardless of whether someone, if someone criticises you, tough. You know, it doesn't matter. It's how you take it is the problem. It's how you perceive it. If you perceive that they must be correct, or uh, then you're going to make it personal when you're going to question and analyse yourself. You can go the other way with it and go, oh, my God, they're completely wrong. I can't believe it, when actually they might have a point. So the problem with that is if you respond emotionally to it, if you're responding with a belief or an emotional response, you're now in fight and flight about it. And when you're in fight and flight, you can't learn from it. You can't decipher whether they have a point or whether they don't have a point, yeah, point. or whether it's real or not. And often, oftentimes, when people criticise, they're actually just criticising themselves. Yeah, so that's what I was going to point out. It's a projection. It's a projection. We talk about projections all the time. So if somebody's actually attacking you, actually what it is, it's that's going on for them. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. So one of the ways you can tell if it's false or not, so if the criticism, we'll just talk about criticism for a second. If criticism is genuine, it will be said in a different way. It won't be said like someone's attacking you. It won't be said like someone's putting you down. It will be said in a very healthy, constructive, criticism. A constructive criticism in a very healthy way. If someone's literally attacking you or having a go at you or they're showing an emotional response around it, 
actually they're just projecting it onto you and that's how they feel about themselves. Yeah. And so that you can kind of ignore. That's how you can tell. Yeah. The other thing as well that happens is, is that if someone has, if you've actually had like, you know, you had a really great idea and there's something you really want to do and you've gone and told somebody, you haven't know, told your mum or your dad and everything, or, and then you've started doing it. And then all of a sudden you've been criticized and belittled in that moment. Then that shock of the confidence of now doing stuff now, now, kills you dead now later on i might want to do something else but now what's going to happen is i'm going to now want to take action and do that thing but ultimately what's going to happen is is that at a subconscious level that shock of the last time is now going to stop me from doing it and what i actually may be doing is i might start making up shit of what i think other people are going to say even though they haven't said it yeah. so it's like a fear of criticism now because of, of past criticisms yeah. and that gets in the way as well yeah but when you're it also happens with rejection as well we make stuff up yeah, as soon as you get criticised and you feel the fear of being criticised, you're no longer going to put yourself out there and do things. I mean, I remember when I was younger and I wanted to be a magician. For those of you who don't know, I used to be a magician. And my only train of thought was to be a magician. I didn't have any other train of thought when I was younger. And luckily, I didn't have any parents to tell me any different. But I remember going to the... You didn't have any parents? No, I didn't have, I didn't have parents that would tell oh, me okay, different. You're right, I misunderstood that. Yeah. Yeah. My parents didn't tell me that I couldn't do something. Um I might only ever encourage me. But when I went to the careers advisor, um, they basically said to me, you know, Oh, well, you don't want to do it like you that. Don't do that. What do you want? You want, <laughs> want to get a real job. Yeah. And, you know, they were criticizing what I wanted to do for a living because in their head, they didn't believe it was possible. Yeah. Um, the only problem with that is why would I ask a careers advisor for advice about a career? They're literally people who couldn't get a career. So it'd be no point listening to them. That's like asking a, a dustman how to go to space. I mean, that's yeah, someone might know how to go to space. Well, they would have a space existed. Yes. So, different story. So, um, so basically, when someone's criticizing you, it's either because they have their own limiting beliefs. So, if they're putting down like an idea that you have or yeah. what you want to do, as Steve said, and people often do that, family members do that all the time. You go, oh, I've got this great idea. My dad used to do it. And he would just literally criticize it and insult it and put it down because he didn't believe in himself. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and, and so, he's projecting that onto me. And there was times I listened, but most of the time, thankfully, I, I didn't really listen. Um, and But a lot of people do. They listen to people and they get put off of doing things which would actually probably turn into great ideas because our ideas aren't always the first thing that we do. We might do that first thing, then it leads on to something else. Yeah, it's not necessarily the first thing that becomes a reality. It's where it leads to. It's the path you go down. I can talk about that from experience myself through, yeah. through the businesses I've been involved in. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't always end it's up an, it's the an way evolution. you started it evolves but you've yeah. got to start somewhere you've got to start on that path you know um with me for instance you know when i when i was a magician i had no idea at the time that being a magician would lead me to being a therapist and everything i learned as a magician would actually help me as a therapist because being a magician gave me confidence helped me talk to people helped me communicate and it helped me being on camera and speaking which is all the things i use now yes. whereas i was actually a very shy kid I didn't know how to speak to people. I was dreadful at communicating, except with with um, with uh, slightly people older than me. Uh, but all of those skills I learned. Now, if I'd have set out, you know, not being a magician, I might not be where I want to be. If I'd listened to the careers advisor, or I remember uh, being in hospital once and I had severe tooth pain as a child uh, when I sorry in my teenage years when I was being, doing magic, and the doctor said to me, "What what do you do?" I said, well, "I'm a magician." He said. Have you, have you ever thought about getting a real job? Again, have you ever thought about, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking well, I actually make more money than you do, mate. What do you want about? I mean, <laughs> fucking idiots. I didn't say that to him. I didn't have the confidence at the time, but if I if I had a bit more confidence, I'd probably punched him if out. If you'd been a magician a little bit longer, 
Yeah, I mean, seriously. <laughs> you made him disappear and told him to go yeah, do one. That's not a bad idea. Um, I, I could have turned him into something more useful. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's just people's perception. And, and I left there thinking, he, he got no idea. You know, no one put down what, well, obviously he does what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, and people also, they criticise you for, for doing something that's, that people don't think is going to make you money or make you successful. But as long as it makes you happy, what's the difference? So many people, I didn't go into magic thinking I could make lots of money. I went into magic because I loved magic. I didn't go into therapy because I wanted to make lots of money. I went into therapy, which is a good job. I went into therapy because I enjoyed helping people get better. So when people criticize you because it's not going to make you money or it's not going to put a roof over you, that's complete nonsense. Yeah. Um, And I know a lot of magicians who, who, they all said to me, oh, we can't make much money. I don't get many shows. Because that was never put in my head, I was doing loads of shows. I was booked solid seven days a week for years on end. So much so I had a nervous breakdown. Uh, I was working so hard. So it, it is really about what you believe. And if someone criticises you, don't listen to it. Just recognise they're projecting their own shit onto you. Yeah, that's exactly what's going um, on. And nine times out of ten, that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. The problem that you have is that if, uh, if you have had it from an early age – and you're made to feel really guilty and ashamed of that through that criticism, yeah. it can be a real stumbling block for anybody. Yes. Um, I've worked on a lot. Of, you go back and when, you need to go back to that guilt and shame of that and switch it off. And it really affects confidence issues as well. And I'm sympathetic to anybody that, and I would imagine knowing what I know is that everybody's a creator. Everyone's got creative ideas. Everybody has dreams, aspirations and everything. They don't follow them mm. through fear of judgment, which is like a type of criticism. Yeah. You're worried about the criticism and uh, also the, uh, the fear of failure because they're in, in terms of like their social element, their family and all the rest of it. Um, and, and it's a great shame because I've, over the years I've met, met lots of really, really amazing people with amazing ideas. And I've tried to help them and push them to go and do that. And uh, they've, they're negative in a talk of fear of criticism, of fear of failure. It uh, stops them from doing it. And they never go ahead and do it, And which is a crying shame because I think the world would be a much better place if people followed their dreams and didn't really give two shits about what anybody says or thinks, which is where I am now. I don't really care what anybody says or thinks about me anymore. Really don't. That's why I do these podcasts now because, you know, um, before I would have been worried about that. I would have been fear about people criticising what I said, how I looked, what I did how I spoke. Now I don't care about that. I just do because I know what I know. I'm confident in that. And uh, and I don't fear criticism really either. So um, I think it's a crying shame. Then you have so many people that have amazing ideas. Um, And I know a lot of close friends right now have got amazing ideas, but not seeing them through because of, because of fear of criticism. So, uh, so yeah, so I I sort of get that, but it is a projection. Like you're saying, it generally is when people criticize is because it's their shit because they haven't got the confidence to do it. They're going to put it on you. Exactly. And they're going to make you feel that way. And, and it's whether you, know, you take that on board or not. Yeah, just don't take it on board. I mean, that's easier said than done. But what we're trying to say is that, that you are responsible for your part of it. They're responsible for their part. So why they're criticising is their part. But the way you're responding to criticism is your part. So it's no good just blaming that person. Uh, it's You've got to look at your part and go, well, why am I responding that way? What's happening? What am I actually feeling and why am I feeling it? And then start to change it. And why am I reacting that way? Why What's the belief about myself that yeah. makes me react that way? Exactly. Why? And where does it come from? Where? Ha- what happened in the past where I had that yeah. happen? Was it from your mum? Was it from your dad? Was it from school friends? Was it from when you were younger? Was it from school teachers? There could be a whole load of reasons why you've got that and where it's come from. Yeah. And if you if you look at what's happening, if you look at what happens when, when you feel that way, what is your behaviour? What does it cause you to do? Some people, it causes them to curl into a ball. Some people cause them to retreat or want to get out. And some people will cause them to defend themselves. Again. No, no, I'm not. Get and, angry and attack. Yeah. 
So all of those are a fight, flight, or a freeze response. And if you can look at which response you're having, you can realize, oh, wait, I'm just in fight and flight. Yeah. And when you're in fight and flight, you're not being you. So when you're not being you, nothing really works. Yeah, properly. you go into a thing called survival. Yeah, you're just in survival mode, but you don't yeah. need to survive. The person at that point, it, you may feel like you're being attacked, but they're not actually trying to stab you with a knife. Yeah, and whatever decision you make in that moment is based on survival and not actually what's in your best, your best interest to you or, or what is the benefit to you. Yeah. Because the only benefit to you right now is to get out, to play dead or fight. Yeah. Which isn't the right response. No, you're, you're literally, and that's what that's what this this one my client did. Instead, she went straight into fight and flight when her 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 boyfriend, if you like, uh, said what he said. But instead of reacting like she normally would, she went off, did DTO herself, came back, and the whole thing completely resolved itself. Yeah, really. She took responsibility for her part in it. She recognised his part was the lie that he told her because he told her a lie. Um, and he was admitting that to her, so he was taking responsibility himself. But that shocked her. That affected her. And she took responsibility for her part rather than having a go at him. She took responsibility for how she, it made her feel. Went away clearly. It came back and everything was fine again. And that is that's what we try to explain to people. That's what we need to do as a society, as humanity. We need to take responsibility for our part in it. No one takes responsibility for anything. So now when people are criticised, we blame, blame the other person and we go, well, we can't criticise anymore. Yeah. We can't, we'll make excuses we can't do that. to accept it. Yeah. Oh, and, I can't do that because I'm being blamed. And, and it's happening now with yeah. this whole virus and vaccine thing. Yeah, You're not allowed to criticise the vaccine. You're not allowed to say, well, what about this? What about that? And we're not allowed to criticise it or actually question it. And that is a problem. I wonder why. I can't possibly imagine. Um, even though Mark Zuckerberg was filmed criticizing it not in private um <laughs> uh, uh not on facebook directly but he yeah. was filmed privately criticizing and saying we're not sure what it's like yeah so anyway um, we don't get shut down uh, uh, <laughs> not um, that i care but. but but the point is that um uh, we're living in a society where we're not allowed to criticize or judge anything and we should be allowed to do that but just not make it personal about us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's about being you know, taking it personally. When we're in fight and flight, as Steve said, we're in a fight and flight state, we're in a survival state. We can't learn from what we're being told. So if there is an element of truth into it, in it, we can't learn from it and then change it. And then what happens, we then beat ourselves up. Yeah, but the problem because is... we keep doing the same thing. Yeah, because what the learning you actually really get from it is a negative learning of fight and flight, and then it will just yeah. be a negative one, which doesn't work for you at all. No. Because you're going to be always in that emotional state. Yeah. And so you can you can then have a false learning and that false learning can then drive your behavior in the future. So if someone criticizes you, you can go, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? I'm bad. I'm wrong. And you can develop a belief that you're bad and that you're wrong. useless. No useless. Good, and stupid, then that crazy, then drives. Mental. Yeah. And then that drives your behavior later on. So you're going to act useless or crazy or stupid or bad in other situations. And then you're going to beat yourself up and then shame and guilt are going to kick in for doing the behavior that you don't like about yourself because somebody you criticized when you're younger yeah exactly yeah um so it, it becomes a bit of a, a vicious circle and a self-fulfilling prophecy so the most important thing the first step i want you to guys to do is to think to yourself when i've been criticized a what am i feeling how am i feeling just go with your first response well, I'm, I'm feeling angry I'm, I'm feeling hurt i'm feeling weak or pathetic or well, small I mean, uh, my, i'm gonna say most people feel attacked most feel people an feel, yeah. have an anxious response because it is a type a form of attack right and as we know on here, which is for anybody that's watching for the first time, any anxiety is basically where you've been attacked and powerless. That's it. Yeah, that's the response internally. So if you are feeling attacked, look at that response. You go, well, I'm feeling attacked. When I feel attacked, what what is my behaviour? What do I then do? 
and you'll probably see you want to come out fighting. If if you felt or hurt, run away right, as well, you can run away you from that. Can run away from that, yeah. but if you're feeling attacked, uh, it depends on the emotional response behind it. If you're angry, that's going to make you fight. If you're frightened, you're going to run away. Yeah, exactly. Um, scared. So if if you're fearful of it, then you're going to want to run away. And if you're hurt by it and you feel small, you're going to want to curl into a ball, and that's a play dead response. So what I'm suggesting you guys do is when you are feeling criticised, look at it and go, well, what is my behaviour? And is that behaviour run away or come out fighting or play dead? And just recognising that will help you. Just recognising that, wait a minute, I'm, I'm trying to run away from the situation. That's not working for me. You can then go, what's the opposite or better? And think to yourself, well, I won't run away, I'll face it. And then do the opposite. Yeah. Do the opposite response. That's yeah. going to help to a certain degree. Yeah, we'll do it. But some people, some people can do that. Some people can't. Especially they have no. a lack of courage, or yeah. they've had bad experiences in the past. And that's when really then you need to go back to those events and find out what they are. And come and see someone like John or myself or someone else, and actually go to those events and delete those learnt responses and those things that you have in you, which which are being triggered in the moment. So when you react in a certain way, you're only reacting now based on an emotional response, which has been learned from the past. And when you go into the mind and actually remove the response, whether it's a anxious response, a powerless response, a guilt response, a feeling of shame, a feeling of whatever, whatever it is, uh, then when presented in the future, when somebody criticizes, you don't react in the same way because the way that you react to the criticism is gone. Yes. Right. That's right. So if somebody now criticizes you, you don't react in the same way because the learned response of the criticism that you've had that's causing you to react in that way is no longer there. Yeah. Makes sense. Logical. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the, then the when you no longer respond that way, you can either hear the truth in it or you can see the falseness of it. Yes. You can see the projection from the person or you can hear the part you need to learn from, which which that is. Oh, I can hear something. Oh, well, it's not that easy. No, it's it, not that easy. You just can't do that. It's, no. it's always easy for you to say, but in real life, it's and no, in real life, as Steve says, you sometimes need it switched off. Yeah, you, you need do. to change the, the the beliefs. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to help you and give you a little tool that you can use to recognise that actually you're in a fight and flight state. So recognise that that part is your responsibility. Stop blaming the other person just because they've criticised you. Yeah. You need your to take responsibility. Your response is your is the problem. Yeah, you need to take control of your response, and once you do that. And you can spot what your response is, whether it's run away, fight, or play dead. And it might right. be a combination. Then you can actually recognize it. And sometimes just recognizing things actually helps just becoming aware of it. Yeah. And then if you find that being aware of it is not totally solving it, then you can look at it and go, wait, you know what? I can resolve that now. Because yeah. it's I'm literally going to fight and flight, and I shouldn't be in fight and flight. And you can seek out help to resolve that. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so that's sort of very much of the criticism element. Yeah, which we covered. And the next one, which is a big one, I think, for most of us, including me, and uh, is rejection. Yes. And rejection, I think, is uh, really comes into play with, uh, especially when it comes to relationships. Yes. And that's really key around relationships. Um, and also stops you taking action, maybe for doing things that you want to do, whether it's going for a job or again, maybe doing taking out an idea of fear of rejection. Yeah, I mean, applying for a bank account <laughs> uh, or whatever it is, you know. So uh, I think we want to touch on that because rejection is a big thing. And uh, the problem is, is that when we've had multiple rejections, uh, that formulates a belief about ourselves, which stops us ever getting or having or doing the thing we ever want. Yeah. And it, and it will stop us moving towards it. So do you want to do you want to talk a little bit more about rejection and uh, how that sort of is manifested within and what the causes are and how that plays out? Yeah. So rejection is is is. Are such a big self-worth conflict steve says everyone uh, faces rejection at some point um but again if you're if you're taking it making it about you you're moving to find a flight that like you've been rejected um 
then you're going to carry that with you for your life and it's going to affect multiple areas of your life. If we look at relationships, which is probably the biggest one for anybody, anyone who gets rejected yeah. in a relationship, that's probably the huge Or trying one. to get a relationship. I said in trying a podcast six, six, seven, eight months ago that, for example, sorry, talk over everybody, uh, that, but, um, you know, that if, you, if, you, if you're looking for a relationship and you see someone you like and you go out and talk to them and then they reject you, yeah. and then you go and, and then after the second time you do it, and then the third time you get rejected, and the fourth time you get rejected, and then the fifth time you're rejected, all of a sudden now that emotional response of rejection can make you feel like you start making up beliefs about yourself. Yeah, and then once you start making up beliefs yourself, making up shit and believing the shit you make up. Once you start making up those beliefs, the problem is now is that now becomes real for you. And now what's going to happen is, is you'll never go and ask anyone out for a drink for a date or whatever because you've actually believed now that all of the stuff that you've had from previous rejections mm. are actually real. And no one's ever going to like you. No one's going to date you. And there's no point asking. It's going to say no anyway. So there's no point asking. Mm. So that's the problem with rejection as well, is because it actually in certain scenarios formulates beliefs, or you create beliefs, or you make up i say this all the time you make up shit and believe the shit you make up now that's going to be a function in your life that is an illusionary truth yeah that's yes. really what's going on it's an illusionary truth and that plays out as well but go on you carry on with no you said it all perfectly <laughs> yeah um uh, i mean I, I i i've experienced a lot of rejection uh in not my, by in me you uh, you rejected me when I walked in. You rejected me on camera. You, you reject me consistently. Uh, the difference is I know you're projecting. I am projecting. Um, so, rejecting myself. Yeah. Um, so my my rejection issues often came from women in relationships and dating. Um, I just want to point out me and Steve are not dating. Um, and we're not no, in a I'm not dating. You're not dating. No, I'm no, not no. dating. I'm, I'm trying I, to get a date. I mean, we're not dating each other. I don't other. know if Boris oh, is allowing it at the moment. He's is not. He? No, no, no. And all the not. ones I'm interested in aren't interested in me. So no. That's so a rejection issue. I need to switch that off. Say, yeah. And uh, I'll no, let you know how I got next week. We're not dating each other. That's what I mean. Because we sound like an old married couple. Even though my girlfriend thinks we are dating each other. So she actually thinks Steve is my secret wife. Wife, wife, yes. Wife. Hang on a minute. I think she got that back to front. Now, do you reckon? Yeah. Well, that's the mistake we all make sometimes. Yeah. Um, although sometimes that can help. It can. Um, oh, toes. Um, so, <laughs> if anyone has ever watched Friends, you'll get that reference. Um, so, one of the things that that, that I've realised over years of, of of clearing myself, I used to feel rejected from women all the time. And oh, I can understand why. You can understand why, can you? Yeah, exactly. I'm going through it right now. Yeah. Was that a criticism? <laughs> it was a criticism. Uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. What what the important thing to recognize is that, that we don't know what the other person's going through. We don't know uh, what's happening in the other person's life, uh, especially if they're strangers to us. And often when it comes to dating, we often do ask people out we don't know. And we have no idea what's going on. Even people we do know, we don't always really know what's happening with them. And people have their own fears and their own concerns and their own worries. And their own and, belief systems and their own model of what it looks like, how it exactly. should be. And so when someone rejects you, they're actually doing it based on their own belief systems. It has nothing to do with you whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not good enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, then get out and leave. Stop this nonsense <laughs> no, I now. Meant, I meant that's a response. Is oh, that, I you see. Know, I you thought you could, meant me personally. Right, yeah, okay. someone could come up and actually say, well, you're too, you put me up on a pedestal, and then you're like, yeah. well, I'm not good enough for you, and, you know, you probably leave me anyway, and that's yeah. it. You know, it's good. It's exactly. A, it's a um, self-worth issue again. So uh, the people, I mean, don't we all make mistakes, but the important thing is that people often don't reject you based on your mistake. They reject you based on their perception of your mistake. Um, you know, I used to do it myself, and I, I had this actually conversation with, with a girlfriend of mine. I would sometimes reject women and push them away because I didn't like certain things. I, I wasn't happy with certain things. It was triggering me. So I was actually putting up a wall and pushing them away to keep myself yeah. alone because I felt safer 
if I was alone. And I would you actually, can't get hurt. You can't get hurt if you're alone. Even though I, I another part which is also illusionary. That is illusionary Worse. completely. And I didn't really want to be alone. I wanted a really loving, connected relationship. But part of me was keeping myself alone um, to to keep myself safe, so I didn't get hurt. Yeah, so so I could, be, based on what I saw. In other people's relationships, I didn't want yeah. that. I wanted a loving relationship, but I, I had these other belief systems. Yeah. And so so now, what I'm learning as I'm moving through... I thought you were doing it so you wanted to protect your money and you didn't want to share anything, you know. <laughs> I've got a friend like that. Yeah, you've got a friend like that who wants to protect his money. Yeah. No, no, no. He'd rather no, protect no. his money than have a relationship. Well, some people can be well, like you that. Well, you want me to pay for everything? Yeah, exactly. Can't do that. No, some people like that. They want to protect their yeah, money. Exactly. They, because... That's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm making. There's yeah. lots of reasons. Why. So there's loads of reasons. Money can be one of them. Being yeah. hurt can be another one. But the rejected. other person might think that you're, they're rejecting you because you make up stuff that I'm not good enough. But it's because that other person's tight ass. And yeah. want to spend his money or, or he's got more interesting things to do. And, exactly. You know. So it's normally the other person's issue that they're rejecting you um, because they're judging the situation or judging you or judging themselves um, on different scenarios. Uh, and uh, don't, um, don't let that put you off, especially if you are <laughs> someone that you like and you want to ask them out. Don't let that put, don't let that put them. Don't let that put you off. I can't speak. What's going on with my mouth? Uh, are you trying to work me from behind? What's going on? Uh, can you um, rephrase that, please? Yeah, it's right. getting a little bit too much of innuendos from me. A little uh, bit innuendo. I've got this thing about worried about what people might say and think, but right now I'm starting to get a complex about what people might say and think. Okay, well, as long as they don't <laughs> criticise you, <laughs> I feel right. Uh, and tell you they don't want to hear about you anymore. Hear what's going on. You're fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Um, so it is a tough lesson to learn, but uh, ultimately, when someone's rejecting you, they're just doing it on their perception of the world and what they believe. They're not necessarily rejecting you because most of the time they don't actually know who you are. Most of the time when we ask somebody out, you don't know the person or you don't know them that well. There are odd occasions when you might have a best friend that you ask out. That's different. They're, they're rejecting you for a different reason, but yeah. it's often not about you. Um, it's about what they think they want in life or what they think they're looking for in life. Um, the important thing is to not make it about you. Learn if you did make any mistakes and move forwards and keep going because yeah. the only people successful in life are the people who keep going one thing that i do have running for me is i'm a stubborn sob i'm such a stubborn bastard i and could actually say a couple of other things as well yeah, yeah, yeah. And, all right, okay, uh... no, don't know why we live uh, but i'm stubborn i just keep going and going and going until i get there as, as a general rule so um you need to be stubborn in life you need to be you know keep going and keep pushing for what you want you're not going to get it first time round so again, rejection is actually a healthy thing because you're not going to get what you want first time around. You've got to push because yeah. the universe is going to make you work for it. They're going to say, do you really want this? Do you really want this to happen? And no one who is truly successful became successful overnight. No one who's truly successful at anything got it right the first time round. Yeah. They didn't. That's not how it works. Yeah. They got rejected multiple, got, multiple times. You have times. people that get handed on a plate, which is a perceived of a success, but actually it's not a success because it's no. just been given to them. Success is actually – success is about the the journey, not about the final result. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, pe a lot of people say that it's, it, it's more about the journey, and, yeah. and, and often when they get to the final result, people are disappointed with yeah, it. Yeah, success is actually – success is the growth towards the journey. Yeah. That is where the success happens. It's yeah. not the final result. No. So the point is to keep going, never give up, and don't let someone rejecting you um, get in your uh, way. Uh, get in your way stop and stop you. you. Stop you going stop your dreams and stop um, having the person you want or the relationship you want or the house you want, the car you want, or the or even the, the group of friends or the social circle you want. Uh, it actually reminds me of a story, and I hope she's listening now. I'm not going to say who she is, but uh, a, a friend of mine, um, uh, you know, wanted to achieve something in her life, and and I. I 
I only met her once at a party. We're friends now, but many years ago. And I, I totally believed in her and what she was saying, but she wasn't doing it. I couldn't understand why she wasn't doing it. And so I sent her something with a little card. And basically in the card, it basically stated that people don't believe in themselves first. Uh, people find someone that believes in them. Then they believe in that person. And then they believe in themselves. So if you're struggling to believe in yourself and you're fighting a rejection, find someone who believes in you first, then believe in that person, and then you'll start to believe in yourself. I did not say that. That came from somebody else. I think it was uh, Noah St. John, but I don't know if he he, he quoted it originally. Yeah. Um, and that little card, just me doing that, actually, she she went off and she did the thing that she always wanted to do. Yeah. And she studied it and got qualified in it. And and she really loved doing it. It was brilliant. Yeah. So you, you have to... Um, Find someone who believes in you. If, you. if you're worried about rejection, find someone else who believes in you first, and then you'll start believing. Or yourself. what you could do is come and see us, and we just get Switch rid of the conflict that you have about rejection, and you have no longer fear rejection. Yes, you could do that as well. Um, that's a quick, <laughs> quick way of doing it yeah. um, because uh, you know you don't want to feel that way. And well, that's like pushing forwards. through the fear. It, it is. It's like the most painful thing ever is to push through the fear, as all these coaches tell you. Just push through and make it happen and overcome it. And you go, well, actually, wouldn't it be easier just to get rid of the fear, switch the fear off that's causing it, and then just do it anyway without any fear whatsoever? I think the would problem, that be easier? It would be. Or easier, I, was yes. that, am I crazy? No, it, am I that are, crazy you, therapist? You are from, crazy yeah, from Essex who just makes up all this stuff and just. That would for me would be it would be as a switch off, but unfortunately, that famous book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffries, yeah, um, kind of embedded to people that you have to feel the fear to move forwards. They it kind of it was a very famous book, and I'm sure most people have heard of it, and loads of people read it, but it kind of Im implied that the only way to move forward is to feel the fear and do it, and that's just total bollocks, yeah. Well, that, the only that doesn't the, work. Well, the only time it would work is if you come to us and you're fearful about going and visiting your stuff, and you would have to push through your fear to visit, to visit the things that's causing your fear, yeah. Do you know what to understand? You're fearful, yeah. So you need to, and people are fearful of feeling their feelings. Yeah, they totally. don't like feeling their feelings, totally. and they go, "Oh, I don't want to feel it," and they've got fear about that. But in order to get rid of the fear, you have to push through the fear to get to the fear. Yeah, exactly. So that's the only time I'd say that pushing through the fear is actually beneficial. You have to push through the fear to come and see us. Sometimes that yeah. is true, yeah. but generally, pushing through the fear is a very hard struggle. It's a hard slog, and it's uh, it's draining and tiring. Whereas actually you can just get rid of the fear and just move forwards. Yeah, I know. It's really um, and, but people are not taught that, so they don't believe it. Yeah. Um, and I was never taught that at school. If I'd had DTO when I was younger, oh, I'd be, I'd be somewhere else. I'd be sitting next to somebody right, else right now. Yeah. I'd be, and you know, I'd be sitting somewhere a bit more pretty, um, you know, um, someone far more, uh, debonair, debonair and smart, handsome, intelligent, sexy. Yeah. I'd be, you know, I'd be, I know. So, you know, not that I'm criticizing or rejecting no, you. No, no, yeah, uh, not yet. <laughs> no, give it another week. Uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be. Um, so, uh, but no, so if if you are feeling rejected, please just, just, um, just recognize that it's nothing to do with you, it's normally the other person. And if you then have a fear of, of, of asking someone out again or going for that job or whatever it might be, just, just stop. Don't do that. Just come and see us, or well, or there's going to be there's going to be the, there's going to be the fight and flight responses that make win for doing that. But also, I want you to ask yourself that put yourself or imagine yourself into a situation of something that you really want, but your fear you have a fear of rejection from it. Hmm. And then when you think about doing that thing, get in touch with the feeling or the response that you have, and see whether that's a feeling of guilt, a feeling of shame, 
or an alone response or an anxious response. And that will now give you the reason why you feel rejected or won't do anything through the fear of rejection. It'll be those four things. Mm. And, uh, and then when you know that actually the rejection is an illusion, what's really going on is those responses in the background that makes you think or have those fear of rejection. And once you get rid of those guilt, shames, alone responses, or the, the anxious responses of feeling attacked or powerless, uh, then once they are gone, you will no longer have those rejection issues around that situation or topic. Yeah. That's really what I want to be, be clear about. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Right. so, so the, the most important thing is to recognize why it's happening. So Steve gave you the four things. I gave you the fight and flight response to see what behavior you're doing and what it's putting you into. So if you recognize those things, becoming aware of those things will certainly help to begin with because most people are not aware. They're not aware why they're doing things or I how they're I think it's behaving. who they are. Yeah, and they think it's who they are. Yeah. Uh, and again, something we're taught. We're taught that's just who you are. Your habits and behaviors are who you no, are. No, you can't change. And, it's who you are. It's genetic. And uh, one of my, my, my girlfriends, you know, when we first met, she told me she's done all these personality profiling things and explained yeah, why people are the way they are. I and, and I can just change and, them like that. Yeah, and change exactly. the whole profile. <laughs> and I've had to kind of deprogram her from yeah. it because while that was the old model, that's not actually how people behave. Well, it's not only that as well. Is that's all built from the logical brain. Yeah. Right. So this model is the logical brain, which is yeah. your fake self, who you where you act from. But actually, your real true self is in there. And as soon as you go and change that in there, you change this bit up here. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the personality you test you've got now, come and see me. I'll switch some stuff off. Go and take that test again. It'll be a completely different one. So yeah. it's not who we are. No, it it's not who we are at all. And that changes all the time because events and situations and circumstances are changing us as time goes on. And they're not really set. Um, no, if you have shocks and that can change your change your, your yeah. behavior, you know, you can have a shock at 20 that will then alter your behavior or your, your, uh, your posture, the way well, you move. It can alter it, your, the way you perceive things as well. Your perceptions your, of your perception, situations. But so. your perception of life alters your behavior yeah. as well. Yeah, so when you perceive, it. when you perceive something as a rejection, your behavior is going to be altered. So you're even going to be really nervous. Just think about how everybody was acting and behaving prior March the 21st last year. Exactly. Yes, that's a good right? point. Yeah. Just have a look at that. How are you acting and feeling right now about life compared to what you were a year ago before this all started? Yeah, your tell you. people's perception has totally changed about life. And people and other people. Yeah, uh, other people, the way we view other people. We all think people are dangerous now, which <laughs> is so sad. Um, no, it's really and, and, you know, and... Look at the way everyone's Don't you love responding. the telly, mate? No. I love no. the TV. Oh, no, I don't know. I love it. I've got, I got so many. I can't. I watch it all the time. I can't stop watching it. Uh, well, it's, it's, not, so, it's so important to live in that virtual world of it's, that isn't real. I love films and, and TV it, and shows, but, yeah. but the news and the no, BBC well, there's no, there's and, no and the government. How do, so how do you know that news is real and the films aren't real? What makes? How do you know that? They're on a screen. How do you discern that? Is it the music? No, truth is in movies lies on TV. Truth in the movies lies on the news. Truth so the when you're watching that TV, TV and it because it's got that important music, you know, your BBC, how do you know if that's like, because it's that, is that what discerns whether something's real or not? Uh, or is it the weather at the end? Because the weather's happened and that's true. So the rest of everything. Well, the weather's up at the moment. I'm just putting the weather's it up, up there. The the How well, do you it? know it's real or not? Have well, you checked it out? Have you experienced it? No. So it's not real. Well, you can't even tell the weather's real at the moment because there are people in. I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas yeah, and in New well, York and in Vermont. Chemical snow. They're having snow and they're testing the snow. Is it melting? Of a lighter and it's not melting. It's just turning black. Yeah. If you haven't seen this, go on YouTube, check it out. It's it out. really yeah. bizarre. Yeah. It's really weird. The snow that is falling, and I didn't test it with the snow over here. I should have done. I didn't mm. even think. Mm. But the snow over there, it looks like snow. It almost feels like snow, but they say it's not quite. But it's not melting and burning. 
There's a game, there actually was one guy, there's one guy that actually put it in one of those, uh, um, you know, them, I can't think what they're called. You know, the patio warmers, Bowls. you know, the patio warmers that you yeah. have. Oh, the, the, the haters. haters. The haters. He yeah, actually yeah, yeah. squeezed up a snowball, put it in there, and in there, and it just stayed as this white ball, and it just it, got black. Really? Apparently, that was snow. That's um, unbelievable. Yeah, I know. So, so weird things are really happening in the world. I mean, that that is weird, and we can't really explain that. Yeah, go and check it out. It's but true. check it on YouTube. There's yeah. lots of videos. Case, about you, see, it. you actually see the guy pick the snow up, crunch it up, and then put it in them. Yeah. Yeah, and one one woman, she I think she was in Vermont, somewhere out up in the mountains where it's snowy and there's nothing else around, and she uh, she had it tested. It she waited for it to melt in the water, sent the water away for testing. It had all these chemicals in it yeah. that are supposed to be in snow. It, it's chemical. It's it's geoengineering. Yeah. So there's a guy, if you really want to know, this is me. It's a guy called Dale or Dane Wigginton, and he's been uh, been going on about this for years and years and years and years with the stratospheric aerosol injection, which we call uh, them trails up there. And uh, and it's all basically weather modification, weather warfare, and he's an expert. And, and I just watched, watched the video last night with him in a forest in Texas saying how this latest chemical snow has completely decimated a whole these huge pieces of forest in uh, in Texas. So you got to love these people that are looking after us, aren't you? you know, they're great. Got to totally. believe. And then, you, and then you watch them on the news saying, we're here to protect you. Yeah. Stay indoors while they're destroying it. The same people that are saying that are doing that to the weather. About anyway. But of course, that's just a conspiracy theory. That's just a conspiracy. It's not true. Um, and uh, couldn't possibly be true. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. So is that everything? Well, I think that's everything. Should we wrap yeah. up then? We've Should covered we actually quite a few topics. Um and Mars bars and yeah. Snickers. Yeah. Um. So I think we've covered everything about rejection, about um criticism. Uh. So is there anything else you want to add? Not really. No. No. I think I'm done for to for this week for this week's show. Um. So uh, you got anything you want to add? No, I'm good. I'm all I'm all done. If, if anyone's got any questions, if any questions for the for the group from the group, have a look on your phone. No, not tonight. We've had no questions tonight. No questions no. tonight. Oh, that's a shame. No questions tonight. Questions. What we should do is say hello to the people that have uh, actually spoken on the on this stream here. So Jane oh, Haycock, yeah. which we mentioned, she's a very keen follower of ours. Rebecca, obviously, Tracy and uh bobby as well and tracy so hello to you guys and uh, yeah. thank you for joining us on the on this stream i will say that the youtube stream's gone mental it's gone through the roof so. has it yeah it's from uh, yeah Oh, that's brilliant. 2,000 percent. 2,000 percent. Yeah, it's Superb. gone crazy. That's fantastic. That's, that's good. good. So that means that lots of people are getting this information. We're actually reaching people. And, and yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. We we are really grateful to everyone. Want to say that that we're grateful for everyone who's followed us from the start, and and we are getting more followers now and more traction, and we really appreciate that because we just want to educate people, share some funny stories, tell people what's you know how what's really going on and how they can change things, and also you know we get a lot of feedback about this, how it lightens people's moods. Uh, I've had loads how, of really good feedback this week from people. So. Yeah, and and they look forward to it, and you know it gives them a bit more hope and a bit of a laugh for the night, and you know a bit. Although we talk about serious subjects, and they are serious, and we want people to know that you don't have to live like that. Um, we like to make it light hard and we love everyone who follows us. We just saw lots of likes go up and share, so yeah. thank you for that. If you do like this, please like it, thumbs up, heart it, share it. Let people see yeah, it. Yeah, please share it because, like I said last week, you know, it's just because you might not have a problem or don't want to face your problems and deal with it, uh, there might be somebody. Well, they might not, though. Most people not. don't. No. But, but some people, someone that you know, if they saw this video, might reach out to us and they might have severe depression and anxiety. And if they don't know that we do it, then they're going to stay stuck with it and we do have a solution for it. So don't be shy in sharing this information and uh, and uh, so we can help them. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. That's really awesome. That's all we do this for. 
That's all we were that's all, for. That's all we were doing to I'm help people. I'm not doing people. it for fame and fortune, I can tell yeah. you that. <laughs> uh, and if we could reach to the screen and heal people now, we would. We just we just can't. But we just want to share the, the right information so people can get better, so that we can help people heal and live and enjoy their lives. Yeah, get the back to some sort of normality. You know? Yeah, uh, the way it's helped me and Steve and other people that we've worked with. Yeah. Um, and we're always... We're doing it all the time, so it's, you know, it's not very rarely fail. So. Yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate that. Yeah, cool. So uh, so if you want to get in touch with John and work with John, uh, you can go to uh, the DTOsystem.com um, where you, John's details are there. You can come to my website, which is healingthemind.co.uk, uh, which is looking really good now. Thanks, John. It's all right. No Sorry. worries. You can put that last few bits up. Yeah. Uh, and also you can either contact myself or John on the inside hyphen out effect.co.uk. Uh, we've also now got a bit to, I set up a bit suit channel this week. Excellent. And so I've got BitChute channel and the YouTube channel and our Facebook channel and you can find us on LinkedIn. So there's no excuse not to find us. There's loads of... We're uh, basically everywhere. There's loads of ways to uh, to go and listen to our content. This is like episode 39. So if you like what we do, go to our YouTube channel, which is Inside Outfit with Stephen and Jonathan and go and have a listen and uh, get yourself up to speed with uh, any of the issues that you might be facing. You might find a solution there. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, guys and girls and ladies and gentlemen and uh, non-humans and humans, uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us uh, again. And we will see you in a fortnight's time. We'll probably be carrying on with the topic of self-worth and uh, we will be announcing that on, uh, well, I'll be announcing that on Facebook and doing an advert for that. So other than that, again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you in a fortnight. Uh, peace and love to you all and uh, ciao for now. Bye. Thanks everyone, guys. Bye. Have a great weekend. Um...